Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. Today, I've got Cornell Pizarra. He's with Texas Instruments, and we're going to talk about, guess what, power. Isn't that right, Cornell? Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Alex? Thanks for having me on. Yes, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, power and, uh, in particular, the Simple Switcher uh, legacy, 25-year legacy that, uh, uh, that's been happening for the last uh, 25 years. There you go, Cornell. Well, you know, the thing about power is obviously up until very recently, a lot of the drives towards integration of power paralleled in the portable and the board-level markets, but with the Internet of Things and the extensive development for portable devices and then the differentiation between that and, say, rack-mounted, board-level power has taken on a new meaning, hasn't it? Yes, well, you know, they can definitely separate power into two different areas. They can look at it as, uh, like you mentioned, uh, portable power where everything is uh, very small and tight. Uh, efficiency is very important to uh, maximize the battery life. Uh, noise uh, is also very important. But also you can look at it as a rack-mountable power um, system that go into, let's say, an industrial or an automotive or a communication system. And in a lot of ways, uh, if you look at some of these uh, wider VN, wide VN regulators, um, some of the requirements in portable power have actually kind of uh, migrated into some of these systems as well because the uh, uh, density of, uh, of equipment on a, on a uh, chassis has increased as such that, that there's no – uh, airflow, for example, so efficiency has become very important. Size is also very important. So uh, a lot of the stuff that you see in uh, portable power, to a certain degree, has migrated to, to some of the uh, larger systems, uh, except that you have this wide VM uh, input voltage rails, uh, depending on what you're talking about, industrial systems or an automotive uh, battery or a communication uh, system. Well, you know, actually, Cornell, I think that's a very excellent um, line that, that is appearing because automotive, industrial, and telecom share certain aspects. The rails, as you point out, the um, topologies to address those power requirements. And even though an automobile is a moving system, because of the physical size and the various subsystems and the energy requirements, for all intents and purposes, and of course the harsh environment, it's an industrial system, right? Correct. So, so if, you, if you look at the, the different uh, systems that we talked about, this wide VM uh, application, if you take a look at the automotive, um, again, uh, your automotive, uh, your vehicle that, uh, that you're driving today, it's so much different than what it was maybe uh, 25 years ago. Um, nowadays, you have, you know, infotainment systems, uh, you have ADAS, you have the clusters that uh, do so much more than just uh, your backlighting for your, uh, for your speedometer, uh, you know, your electronics and your powertrain. So when you talk about automotive, uh, you're talking about 12-volt battery, but that's just really not doing it justice to explain uh, what an automotive system is because you're always going to have transients, and uh, the safety is so, uh, so important in an automotive system that a lot of times you have to design for higher voltage rails. So even though the, the, the normal voltage is 12 volts, you have to uh, worry about transients up to 40 volts. So your, your uh, regulators that come off that battery have to basically uh, be able to handle that 40 volts. And on the low end, uh, a lot of systems nowadays, uh, uh, they have what they call call crank. Uh, um, so basically, you can go down to three, 3 volts or 4 volts. So again, your, your, uh, your regulator has to be able to withstand the high uh, voltage transients, but also be able to go down to uh, 5 volts, for example, on the low end. 
but also uh, automotive is migrating too. Uh, we're looking at nowadays at systems that have uh, multiple batteries in it, so it could be 12 volts, 24 volts, or even uh, 48 volts in some of the, the, the uh, future-looking systems. Uh, and right, hybrids or uh, electrics. Exactly. Well, electrics, but also uh, also even like single battery systems uh, in the not so near future, you're going to look at 48 volt systems. Uh, I know that's been talked for a while, but it seems like there's a lot of renewed interest in, in those type of systems as well. So along with that YBN range, uh, YBN uh, regulators that you need on the front end, you also need those regulators to be able to be very efficient because a lot of these systems like the cameras, they really are in uh, very small enclosures that cannot dissipate any heat. There's no airflow in there. So when you talk about efficiency, you, you talk about systems that need to uh, convert that 12 volts to 5 volts or uh, 24 volts to 5 volts very efficiently so there's no heat dissipation because you cannot dissipate the heat anywhere. <laughs> Um, also, the other thing that's another requirement for automotive systems in particular is the low fluorescent current. So a lot of these systems, the ADAS, the cameras, uh, they come off a 12-volt battery, and the more systems you have in your car, the more of these rails that come off that battery, uh, the, the more demands you put on that battery. So your, your standby fluorescent uh, current for these regulators has to be very low. Got it. Now, now Cornell. Sorry. Well, actually, I apologize, but... We are in a podcast, and we could go on each individual uh, slant almost indefinitely, but I did want to get back to the simple switcher itself, and I'd like for you to address a little bit how the simple switcher over those 25 years has migrated to address those needs. Yeah, so uh, when I was looking back on, on research for this uh, podcast, I came across a quote that uh, actually was in one of the papers that was written about simple switcher, and it was by uh, one of the great American writers, uh, Henry David Toto, and he said, simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. I say, let your affairs be as two or three, not as of hundreds or thousands. So the concept of, of, of simple switcher is kind of based around that. Um, you know, back in the days, in, you know, let's say in the late 70s, uh, a system designer would have to uh, design a power supply from scratch, basically with transistors and caps and inductors, uh, resistors. So it was a very tedious task. It took him, you know, weeks, maybe months. You know, if you move forward to 1978, a company called Silicon General introduced the SG3524, which was basically the first integrated circuit. But even that uh, switching regulator required 16 components, external components. So in 1989, the first generation simple switcher came, came, uh, came, up, came about, and it basically required five components. Uh, it took, design time was less, less than an hour. The cost was fairly low, it was very close to the discrete solution and uh, not very labor-intensive. The efficiency was very good. So again, we introduced this as, as a simple concept to power supply designs, which a lot of, a lot of designers were very thankful and, and uh, to this day, uh, that's why they continue to use simple switcher. Um, and, and throughout the years, obviously, uh, that simple switcher has progressed with time. And along with the simple switcher, we also introduced uh, a piece of software. At the time, it was DOS-based circuit calculator and nowadays, uh, it's, it's what we call a WebBench, which is the software that lets you design your power supply by just putting your input voltage, output voltage, uh, and current requirements. Uh, so again, throughout the years, Simple Switcher has migrated from that simple, you know, uh, uh, five extra pin components, 50 kilohertz uh, power supply, into what today is the latest, which is the uh, synchronous Simple Switcher, which is we just introduced uh, six months ago. Got it, got it. Now, Cornell, um, let's talk about today. What 
can I get when I go in the front door and say, hey, I want to implement Simple Switcher technology into my solution? Uh, what are the parts? What is the support? What are the eval kits? You know, what can I, how, how fast can I get up and running with this? Okay, so um, I'm glad you should ask that. So the latest part that we introduced, the uh, LM4360X and LM4600X are two families of uh, switching, synchronous switching regulators that basically uh, uh, can go up to 36 volts or 60 volts, depending on which family you pick. Uh, they all are in the same pen-to-pen -pen compatible uh, uh, package. Um, by basically uh, making these parts synchronous, we uh, replace the external diode with an internal MOSFET, and as a result, we uh, introduced a more efficient solution. Um, so basically, you have higher efficiency, uh, smaller footprint size, fewer components. Um, also, along with this, we out we've been upgrading the WebBench uh, a tool that, we that basically uh, you can design all these power supplies on. So where initially just put the input voltage and output voltage and, uh, and your uh, output current requirement, uh, that WebBench has migrated to where you can include basically the um, what they call an optimizer. So you can select whether your solution should be uh, optimized for efficiency, for solution size, or for cost. So in every aspect of your power supply implementation, you know, the selection, the design, the validation, procurement, and, and production, you know, you have this ease of use uh, experience that makes it so much easier and, uh, for you to design a power supply in a matter of minutes. So again, we keep adding to not only the software, but improving the product as well. So this latest synchronous simple switcher is, is the latest, and it will give you the highest efficiency, lowest glass in current, small solution size, and again, the ease of use with the packaging, which makes it easy to migrate from, uh, let's say, uh, if you want to go from the 36-volt part to 60-volt part, uh, you don't have to change your layout. If you want to go from a one-amp design to a two-amp design, Again, you don't have to change your layout. So it makes it very easy to migrate from one to the other. Um, scalability is very important to a lot of our customers. I can easily imagine that. Capabilities, that, number one, especially among an, the engineers, much less the consumers. Correct. Um, so not, not only, now, since I've talked about the regular quite a bit, uh, there's another aspect of ease of use, and probably the, the ultimate ease of use, which is really the, the modules. So even though I've talked about mm -hmm. the regulators, also, uh, in 1996, you know, uh, uh, the, the concept of integrating the inductor uh, in one IC uh, was introduced. And 2010, uh, at the time, National introduced the LMZ1420X, which were the leaded uh, modules of very popular uh, devices. And we've in we increased that portfolio of, of devices. So Simple Switcher product line now uh, not only uh, is, again, uh, releasing the latest uh, uh, YBN regulators, but also we're adding to our module portfolio so that it will give you an option whether you want to have a regulator design with an external uh, inductor or it can go the easier route uh, by integrating the uh, inductor and the IC. And one thing I want to say is the modules that we're introducing today are so much different than the modules, uh, let's say, 25 years ago because, again, uh, back then all those modules were basically an external circuitry uh, and with a chassis around it, whereas these mm -hmm. modules are actually embedded in the die and the inductors on, uh, on top of that, that die. It's the smallest, highest density uh, solution size, the efficiencies and performance of these modules uh, are just the same as if you did a discrete uh, implementation as well. 
Very nice. Well, and that's the key, right? You, you, you can't say, well, here, this is a better solution. It just works differently than the last one. <laughs> Correct. So, I mean, depending on, on, on the level of expertise for a designer, so uh, you know, I travel quite a bit, and I see quite a few customers out there, whether it's in industrial, automotive, or communication space, and uh, each guy will have a different level of, of expertise in power supply design. And the one thing I'm also uh, realizing is that uh, some of those experts, that power supply experts, they're few and far between as well. So some of the young guys out there, they're not power experts. They're really uh, they're the, uh, digital design experts that are asked to do power supplies. So for those guys, uh, the simplest route would be to either use WebBench and be able to go through the whole design cycle and build it, uh, the schematic, and do the thermal simulation on that WebBench, and then come up with a schematic and put it on your, uh, your uh, popular CAD software that you have, and then you can build that circuit, or you can go the other route and design in a module. Uh, also, what I'm finding is that, again, in the automotive and industrial, some of the YBN applications, most of the uh, engineers, they want to go with the uh, regulators, whereas in the communication industrial, where they're using an FPGA power, where you have maybe 10 rails that you have to power, uh, and spaces that are critical, uh, it's a critical factor, uh, the route to go is more with the modules, because again, you're, you're uh, getting the highest power density uh, with the same efficiency and the same performance as you would the regulator, but again, you have 10 rails that you have to worry about, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of people tend to go with uh, either modules or even uh, linear regulators in some cases. Got it. Now, we could continue to talk about this, but unfortunately, as I pointed out earlier, we are in a podcast and there is a time constraint. But what I would like to do is, uh, what I always do on my talk show is have the guest have the last word. So it could be a little bit more about the product family, if there was anything we missed, or it could be a tip for the audience. But whatever it is, the floor is yours, Cornell. Well, thank you, Alex. Uh, so, again, I started with a quote uh, by a famous uh, author. Uh, maybe I'll finish with a quote uh, by a not-so-famous author, which is uh, really the marketing manager for Simple Switcher, uh, Jim Boyle. And I think that kind of uh, uh, really distills the, the, uh, the, the idea of Simple Switcher. So Simple Switcher, he says, is not about power management. It's about time management. Uh, in today's world, when uh, a designer has to uh, design all these uh, systems, and the requirements are so uh, wide range uh, when you have to uh, deal with the, the latest FPGA, which has nine rails, or the latest microprocessor, which has different uh, sequencing requirements, the last thing you have to worry about is, is, uh, is designing a power supply. That should be probably the easiest component on your board, which maybe in the past was the, the, the hardest one to design. So the idea behind Simple is that across the board, whether you're looking at the linear regulators, the LM43600 or 4360X, or looking at the latest uh, modules, um, uh, basically we, the experience should be an easy one. We should be able to design a power supply in a matter of minutes. And uh, all I can do is encourage your listeners to uh, take a look at our portfolio. If they have any kind of YDN or even any kind of uh, uh, voltage regulation requirements, take a look at Simple Switcher. More likely they will find a very easy solution uh, that they can implement uh, uh, pretty quickly. Thank you very much for your time. Excellent. Oh, well, Cornell, and uh, is there a drill-down URL, a website they can go to? You know, uh, that's the nice part about Simple Switcher and uh, the nice part about the, the fact that, yeah, I recognize the, the brand power and the fact a lot of people like Simple Switcher. You can always go to simpleswitcher.com, 
and we can obtain all that information about the latest uh, regulators, the latest modules. Uh, so um, uh, www.simpleswitcher.com will be the place to go. Excellent. Well, and thanks again, Cornell. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, pleasure is mine. And I'd also like to thank our audience for taking the time to be with us because we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul's on Palace. Have a great day.